Hi, this is Real Men, unscripted with Derek and Jerry. We hope you enjoy this podcast. All right, welcome to Real Men, unscripted with Derek. And I'm saying Jerry because he's off to the side right now. Uh, so he said, hey, he's uh, helping recording because today we have some guests, some friends of ours, and we're really excited to have John and Celia Jimenez on our podcast. You guys are our first uh, first people on here. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> huh? Uh, so, um, <laughs> John's going to be laughing. So, John, you wore your Niners hat. And uh, so you're, I guess you're pretty excited about this weekend, huh? Oh, uh, yeah. Hopefully we beat the Lions. So you won't get mad if I say I'm kind of rooting for the Lions? No. Okay. Just a little, another hater. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of want some teams that haven't been in it in a while. So Excuse me? I, I just want some teams that like, oh, yeah, haven't yeah, won yeah. in a while. Plus, I don't want the Niners. That's what America wants, I guess. Yeah. And I don't want the Niners to tie the Steelers for six Super Bowls. Oh, that's why. Yeah, that's why. Because he's a Pittsburgh uh, Steelers fan. They would have already played. What? This airs next week, so they would already already played. Oh, yeah, they would have already played by the time this airs. So. Yeah, they probably already won. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, you guys were the first uh, when we – I wanted to put the podcast together. I wanted to have you guys on because you guys have a pretty amazing story. Um, We're going to get pretty uh, in-depth with some stuff, uh, good, bad, and and how Jesus has uh, really uh, turned uh, some things around in the family. And um, so let's see. We've known you guys for about two years, right? Although we both went to the to church LV together, but did we know you there? No. no. Okay. You guys went there though, right? I did. Or you did. Okay. I did when I first moved here from Vegas. Oh, uh, from okay. All right. So then, uh, so we all go to Hope Church. Shout out to Hope Church. And um, so we met a we met a couple years ago, and uh, John's in my men's group. Celia's in Tammy's women's group. And, um, so it's been awesome to get to know you guys. And, uh, so, uh, we're going to just start out with some questions. If you see me reading the monitor, it's cause this is like a little interview. And, uh, so for those of you that are just listening, you can't see us, but, uh, um, so I'm going to be asking them some questions and we will probably make this like a two part series. Um, so, um, thank you guys for coming on and welcome to our our uh what would you call it our humble abode abode here where we can (laughs) see south point out the window all right so let's start out where did you guys meet um we met back in high school uh through a friend named georgina okay and that was in california right california southern california yeah okay san fernando valley all right. So you said high school? High school. 
were high school sweethearts. Oh, man. So, like, what grade in high school did you guys meet? I was in 10th. 10th? I was in 11th. Oh, so she, a little rob in the cradle there. Yeah. Like one year. <laughs> so, uh, did you guys go to, like, you know, any proms the, that junior or senior year or anything? Yes, uh, I went to her prom. Her prom, okay. Yeah. Her junior or senior year? Her senior year. Senior. Okay. And then did they you don't go? do junior proms in California. What? I had a junior prom, I think. Really? In Northern California, but oh. I, feel like, senior I feel like I did. So then did you turn around and go to his the next year? Or? Uh, no. No. <laughs> There's a story with that. Huh? Yeah. We, uh. Did you get pregnant or? No. That was two years after. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I just stopped going to school. I just stopped going to school because uh I remember uh the principal said that I couldn't play any more football because I tore my ligaments. Okay. So yeah, that was You've showed me that injury before. Yeah, yeah, so I was just like, Well, I guess I'm just gonna go to work, you know. So I started working. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then um when did you guys get married? Mm. Oh. <laughs> that was in 2006 okay some of these questions are probably just going to be yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> we haven't been asked that like oh like yeah. years so because we've been together what 20 plus years yeah yeah so okay so 2006 you got married yeah okay all right and you guys have kids beautiful daughters we got yeah, three we daughters girls. okay and they're uh like 18, uh, Valerie's 19, 19, Giselle's 15, and Gracie's 9. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, is that a girl dog or a boy dog? Two boy, boy dogs. Oh, Two boys. Okay, so you're not the only uh, boy in the family. No. <laughs> okay. All right. And then what brought you guys to Vegas when you guys left California to come here? And what year What year did you guys come here? Uh, we came here the weekend of the pandemic shutdown. That was exactly that weekend. Um, wow. So the March of 2020, huh? Yeah. I remember very well because um, we came with no, you know, toiletries or groceries or anything. And it was so hard to get that here. Wow. So. Um, and we, you put it all in a car and just like whatever you had, you you drove a car here or you all? No, we or? had already made a couple of trips to come drop off some things from um, California. And so you guys already had a place here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, I made sure we had an apartment before we moved over here. And work like you were already one of you. Or uh, both when of I you? moved here, I had two scheduled interviews and one job offer. Okay. But because of the pandemic, they withdrew those offers and those interviews were canceled. Oh wow! Until so, further notice. So how did you guys get by at that beginning stages here? God's so good, you know. It's just how he he had a plan for everything. So I I was approved my unemployment right away. Um, my previous employer approved it to go in. You know, they closed the company because oh, okay. of that time. Um, so they they approved my unemployment, and I was able to survive with it. And at that time, I think they were giving like ridiculous amount of money. <laughs> Oh, uh, so you were so, getting that plus the extra 
Okay. So it's like God just literally overflowed my my cup. <laughs> nice. Okay. And then um and you both came at that same time? No. Okay. So so my next question was at some point I know John was gone or out of the picture or however I don't know. I don't want to put words uh to make sure I get it right. But at some point John wasn't in the house. So when when you why don't you talk about uh about when he left and how since obviously he wasn't with you when you guys moved here, how all that transpired. Um well me and John had been together for what is it? I wanna say seventeen years. And you know, he's always been a good man, you know, providing for the family and being a good husband, a good father. And, you know, he fell into a really bad drug addiction for after their 17 years that we're married. So uh, it was hard. And in California, you know, he lost his job. He lost he lost everything. And that's the reason why I moved to Vegas, because I just couldn't afford it no more. So my friend that lives here, she she's like a sister to me. So she helped me move move here to Vegas at that time. So um, yeah, he stayed in California. And and although he, if I think by knowing you for a couple of years, although you were on drugs and stuff, you were. It's not like you were in and out of jail or anything. No. So I was you just, didn't get in trouble. No, I was just using drugs because I had like a lot of personal problems and and my family if you want to say what would what would be your drug of choice that you would use to well, I started using uh cocaine and then um i kept lying to myself to my wife to tell her that i wasn't using anything anymore so it but got she to could a, tell i'm sure yeah it got to a point that um i started breaking tvs at my house and I was going crazy. So I went to the hospital and then I, I guess they were going to take away one of our kids or something because I was on drugs. But CPS. that didn't happen. CPS. So, um, I like, I remember just, just kept lying to her and then I started that I was going to stop from that point on. And I didn't, I just started using crystal meth after that. And I just fell deeper and deeper and deeper. And it was just, I couldn't, until I hit rock bottom, it was just bad. So were you at that time when, uh, so did, did you kick him out before you left and come here? Or it, did he just kick himself out and was living like, were you living on the streets or living at different places, friends, yeah, whatever? I at a friend's house. Yeah, I never had the heart to kick him out of the house. Um, just because I always saw who he really is. Because you've been with him since you were 10. Yeah. So. <laughs> <I'm like> ten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were young, you know, so um, never had the heart to just kick him out. Um, the reason he went to the hospital was because he was telling me he was going to kill himself. So, so what, did no someone, other... did someone put, so in California, it's called 5150 hold. Yes, they did that. So they put a hold on them, and that's where you can be on for 72 hours. Usually they release you 
way before that, but that's the max that the officer technically can put it, but then the doctor can let so you go. Yeah, within. yeah so, so that's when... Me the, that same night. It was... That usually happens. As soon as you tell them, you, you know, you don't want to harm yourself or whatever, they got to hear those key words that you don't want to harm yourself, and then they usually let you go, have you sign a piece of paper. Um, at least, you know, in law enforcement, that's how it always happened. Does We always, you know would put it and then they always sign something to get out. Sometimes they'd be out faster than I write my report, you know? So, so then you just said, okay, uh, me and the girls don't, I just can't put up with this. I'm moving to Vegas. I believe God, you know, so gracefully closed doors for me over there. And I had no other choice. I had to have to be. Now, what about like, Either one of your guys' family there that you could lean on? How how were they handling it? Or if did they know about it? Did you guys, like, even tell them? Uh, my family was hurt to see me hurting. And they stopped talking to me for a while. Because they wanted you to probably leave him. Yeah. And, and because yeah. well, of the... eventually I did. Okay. And then... um. Can can you do you have tissue just in case I'm sure she'll need it. Um so then you guys come here and, or no, you come here. He's still in California and you already had your friend here. Now during this time were you already a Jesus follower? Yes, I came to Christ in 2000 um I think 2009. Okay. Well, I was going to church every Sunday. I never really, you know, build a relationship with Jesus at that time until I went to my encounter in 2015. That's when I really, uh, when I changed my life, you know, I remember my friend told me you're, you're on fire for for Christ and you know, he's preparing you for something and you're going to be fine. And the, and the church you were going to in California, what, what type of church was that? It was a non-denominational church, uh, shepherd church in chat in Chatsworth. Okay, so so that probably uh, ha- having that faith, would you say having that during this whole time really helped helped you and your family? Or yeah, that was the hardest thing of leaving was my church family and just church, where I found who you know Jesus is. Because I grew up in a Christian, not grew up in a Christian home, but my mom would take us to to church and i think it was a pentecostal church okay so it kind of pushed me away from all of that i mean when i was in high school and i met him i was like i don't believe in god there's no such thing and we know he didn't right yeah he didn't and yeah and i remember one night my daughters were asleep and they called me in the room and they're like we're scared we can't sleep and i said well don't be scared you know jesus is here he's everywhere and he they said like no he's not He's in grandma's roof. It was around Christmas time and they thought the nativity was God. That was it. Ah. So I got a conviction, you know, like I need to let them make that choice to decide for themselves what they want to believe, you know, because I had that choice. Sure. I chose sure. not to believe. Uh, so I remember a coworker invited me to that church. We went, all four of us. Um, the girls loved it. They loved the children's ministry and Every Sunday, they would wake me up. Can we go to that place? Can we go to that place? And 
I'll be like, uh, how about we go to the park or I'll take you guys to Chuck E. Cheese instead. And they were just, you know, pushing to go. So I did it for them. I went every Sunday. He went once in a while with me, not as much. And I think it took me four years before I ended up going to my retreat and fully, fully giving my life to Christ. No, and that was in 2015. In 2015. Yeah. 2015. And then, um, so then you're you're here with your friend. She found you a place. You move, you and the girls. And how long are you here uh, before you John comes back in the picture? Or? He came back a few months after because he didn't have anywhere to stay over there. Um, and I felt bad. So I let him come back. He told me he was okay. I've never been any around anybody who was in drugs. So I don't know how they acted. I didn't know. I didn't know anything. I was oblivious to it. And when he went to the hospital, that's when the doctor confirmed to me that that's what he had in his system. And I had no other choice but to believe it. Mm. I mean, everybody would tell me he's on something. I'm like, no, he's not. He wouldn't. Because you kept telling her you weren't. But I, yeah, I kept lying. Just kept kept lying to her, to myself. I just kept going deeper, deeper into it. And you, you did you guys have any friends that like would notice that John was probably on something, or just I none just of them really? It. Okay, you didn't want to probably believe I it. I didn't want to believe it. I, I mean, I met him since he was, you know, seventeen, and. I would have never thought he would do something like that. Like I said, he was a good dad, a good husband. Now, any the so don't want to be, you know, don't want to get too. When he was on drugs, he said he. You said you broke TVs or anything. Was did you ever like? Was there any domestic or you? No, he, he never no, was abusive never, towards you. He never did. It was more of um, he would scare me a lot. He would say he would see things. People were following him. That was the the most scary thing, part of it. I mean, yeah, he would, he wouldn't break it like in front of the kids and break things, but he would like try to open up the stuff to see what's inside, because there was cameras in there. Or something. Uh, it, that's it was so the paranoia. It was the drugs. It was. I think even the outlets like, too. I, I don't wish that on anybody. Like just stay away from that. You know. Yeah. Wow. I saw a lot of things like, and hearing things yeah. and and i was like it's just it's, it's crazy it was just it's like the devil it's like the devil you just see the devil yeah, yeah yeah it's bad and then at some point while you guys are here uh he ends up you end up in mexico right for at some point you well yeah i come here and i i i try to get myself back on my feet but like you're in vegas you know, like so you found drugs in california i found drugs in vegas and then when you moved to vegas yeah, it's just you ended up like, finding you're in sin city so i was like oh like you know it's easy you just go party it up and and that's what i did and then eventually like i just couldn't take it anymore i was out just running the streets and you and I just, I, I, had no I, idea i just, I just d decided to call her and I just said if she could just take me back to California so I could go to Mexico because I want to get better. And um, I go to Mexico. 
And so, so you guys come, she comes here in March of 2020. Roughly, when do you come here? You said a few months after that. And then uh, how- I get a job. I, I, I start doing my, you know, I, my duties or whatever, but then I fall back into the drugs. And and what month and year do you head to Mexico, roughly? I remember. Yeah. So sometime in. I didn't see him for a couple of months because he was out of the house. Um, he I moved me out. He, yeah, just, yeah. He moved out. Um, not sure where he really was, but he would call me, pick me up at this place and. I would go. There was a time that I was like, "That's enough. Enough's enough." So I wouldn't even answer his calls no more. I think I blocked his number. I didn't want to hear nothing of him. And what were they? Let it be. And now, and now the girls, the youngest one, she's eleven. No, now? she's nine. Nine. Gosh. So she was like seven. And how how were they handling? You know, they were all underage. How were they handling it this time? My youngest one was very sad. She's the one that hurt me the most. Um, the older ones wanted nothing to do with him. They were angry. Sure, sure. I don't blame them. They didn't even want to see him. But the younger one, she, you know, she's still young enough. She wants daddy. I probably asked, where is daddy? You don't know. Yeah. And so then in, in 2022... You drive them back to California, and then you you somehow go yeah, to Mexico. I, I I tell my my mom to buy me a ticket to go to uh, Puerto Vallarta. So so I go out there, and then um you know there's drugs over there too. So I'm using drugs, and then um for some reason I get picked up by three guys, or it, it was a white suburban. It was like four guys. They just come up to me and they they put handcuffs on. Me. So they take me to a facility. It's like a. I'm guessing it was it's a rehab center. And uh, I get beat up. They put handcuffs on me. I get tortured. Um, but I was on, like I was still on drugs. So I was just seeing things. But um. From that point on, I, I, like, I saw God, like, God came into my life. And from that point on, I just changed my life. Because, uh, I, I just, I went through it, you know, and they beat me up pretty bad. I have scars. Um, but I just thank God that I'm still here and alive. So when you, so let's break this down. When you went to Mexico, was it because you knew of a program over there or you no, were just trying I, to... I was just trying to, like, get away from my family and see if I could probably just move on or, or get better. But my goal was to get better because I was trying to recover my family. And did you know anyone No, I in I, this town that you were going to go to in Mexico? Well, I, I have a house out there in Puerto Vallarta. Okay. Yeah, but... uh. I'm guessing it, it was my brother or my mom that probably called these people to lock me up, maybe to so I could get off drugs. Because 
I guess here in California, like, it's different. Like, they'll put you in a rehab center, but they're not going to beat you up. No. And, you Mexico, can, and a lot of them, you can leave yeah, and, and if Mexico you want to leave. Yeah, and a different ballgame. They chain you up. They beat you up. They feed you whatever they want to feed you. It's this torture. It's, not, it's nothing nice. And you were there how many days before? A whole month. A month. So 30 days of every day getting tortured. Tortured. I was chained to the bed. I couldn't even go to the restroom. And you couldn't call anybody. They didn't let you make calls or anything. They, nah, no phone calls. They feed you. They, they, they fed me, but it was just like limited. It wasn't even like good enough food. to keep you alive. Yeah, like, and you, they took this away from me too. And I was just oh, like, man, no. that that's your that's your drug <laughs> of choice now. I'm yeah. like, no, you know, I'm like, but for all you for Coca Cola, <laughs> you need to give this man a. Uh, <laughs> this guy drinks more Coca Cola than anybody I know. Um, so while you're there for this 30 days, you're at some point, you know, you have, you're, unless they keep drugging you at some point, the drugs wear off. If you're there yeah, 30 was days, off drugs. um, and did you, did you think it was a rehab facility at this point? Like, well, did they tell you like, Hey, you're here, well, your parents. Well, the guys kept telling me that, yeah, it's like a rehab center. It's, it's called in Spanish. It's an anexo. Like, but like it, it was corrupted because they would take us to go work, to go like to the fields, to go uh, plant watermelons. So, and the guys, like the main guy would charge for all these guys for like for labor and he wouldn't pay us. He'll collect all the money. For his, so for his facility. So after, so you're there. How many days uh, after before you start working? It was two weeks because I had to recover because I got beat up pretty bad, like three times by like forty guys. I have they open my head up. Yeah, yeah, that's um, a nasty scar. Yeah, but the good part is that like God was always there with me because I didn't feel nothing. Maybe because of the drug, but I, I I'm assuming it was God. He would just cover. Put a shield over me and then protected you, me. <laughs> that is amazing. And you were saying like, uh, and you know, I've heard your story before. That's why I wanted to have you guys on here. Um, and so then at some point you're working for them for a couple of weeks and then all of a sudden, yeah. Um, well, how do you get out of this place? Well, I was there for a whole month, and then that month I escaped once. I left with some other guy, like just before I, the thirty days. Yeah. Okay. Um, because they were gonna have a party for us. So I don't know for what, but I decided to leave and I left. But they brought me back because it's like all um, they're all connected in somehow. I don't know how, but they're all connected, and they they found me. They brought me back. So but did yeah. you get a a bigger torture because you left and came back or yeah they uh they chained me up again because after the two weeks they took off the chain so i was free i would be able to walk normal but then oh they put the chains back so they didn't trust me anymore and did they have like just bunk beds for all you yeah for all of you yeah, like and, during and that time bed bugs too bed bugs those are the it worst was, it was the worst it oh was my like gosh. With, i've had those before and it was hot this happened in mexico and nayarit it was just it's it's bad. It's just bad. Mosquitoes. And it was just torture. Like, you know, it's just bad. 
Now, Celia, during this time, do you know that he's in Mexico? Like, did the family say, hey, we, he wants to go to Mexico. I dropped him off. Did she tell you that he's gone to rehab or that he just wanted to move to Mexico? She had told me that um, he was going to go to Mexico. And I said, okay, as long as he's not here, just because we just didn't want him to come back to the house. Because every time he would come back to the house, I'll let him stay in the living room, stay in the couch, you know, because I felt bad. I didn't sure. want him being in the living, in the streets, but we just didn't want him to be here in Vegas anymore. So she just told me, don't worry, he's not, he's not there anymore. He's in Mexico. I said, okay. And then she called me the day that they were going to take him in. She said, um, you are his wife. I'm just going to you know, ask you if it's something that we should do. And I said, yeah. So the people in Mexico called you? No, my mother-in-law. And said these people are uh, kidnapping I think we're gonna take. I think we're going to take them into rehab, she said. Okay. And I said, let's do it. Let me know what I could help you with. And and did she know that it was? It, no. M- my mom she didn't know that. that going to be that this type a, of torture? No. She did not know that. No. How does but she I, feel like, about that now that like, you have this scar? Is she like, she, oh, Like man. I told her not to feel bad because uh they did it because they loved me you know they wanted to see me better but like they know what was behind the scene but it's all good you know like she's just happy you're alive yeah you know, i'm still here you know i'm in good you know so okay so we're gonna wrap up part one and uh like you know we want to try to make it so people can watch it so come back for part two um and uh and get to hear the finish of uh john and celia uh story um so again hit the uh subscribe like and uh we'll see you on the next one peace out thank you for listening to real men unscripted with derek and jerry 